0: Well, good evening and welcome into the IdahoSports.com Girls State Basketball Tournament live preview show. We're going to be doing this for the next uh, 90 minutes give or take and we're going to break down <laughs> all of the state girls basketball tournaments from 5A all the way down to 1A D2. So, uh thanks for being with us. We are broadcasting live tonight on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. Uh, the Facebook page, as well as Twitter. So we're, we're all over the place. Uh, I'm Brandon Bainey. Wow. I'm going to be kind of the, the, the captain here. I'm going to be uh, the traffic director, and uh, I'm going to be uh, weaving these cars in and out of traffic all night. Our first vehicle is uh, a voice that 5A fans will recognize. Wayne DeZubak, you're going to be broadcasting the 5A Girls State Basketball Tournament for us this week on IdahoSports.com. Wayne, welcome in. How are you doing? Uh-huh. I'm doing great. Looking
1: forward to it. It's show week. You know, it's time. You worked all season long for this, and now here you go. This is it. it comes down to these three days. Absolutely. So we're going to spend about 15 minutes
0: per classification. So uh, we'll be on the five a's till about seven fifteen. Then we'll go four a's till seven thirty. Three a till seven forty five. Two a till eight uh 1a d1 until 8 15 and we'll wrap up with 1a d2 until 8 30 and or closing time i guess depends <laughs> on how long those 1a d2 fans want to party for me right
1: <laughs> exactly if they want to comment they can definitely and yes uh
0: i'm glad you brought that up because uh in terms of comments fans can leave comments on our twitter page or a Facebook page or Twitter account or the YouTube channel, uh, if you wanna ask us a question, if you want to give your favorite team or player a shout out, go ahead and do it. Just comment and we'll throw your comments up on the screen. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun and this we're gonna mix it up with the fans a little bit tonight, Wayne. i'm I'm excited about that as well. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got, we've got a couple of tools, a couple of toys in the toy box at our disposal. Uh, let's start with, you know, this time of year, Wayne, I, I transform. I'm I'm no longer Brandon Baney. I'm brackets baney because I love looking at these brackets and breaking them down. So let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. It's going to lop off our faces a little bit, but that's okay. Um, This is the 5A girls state basketball bracket, Wayne. This is uh, the first time ever that the bracket has been seeded according to the max preps rankings and regular season only. Mm -hmm. What what jumps out to you
1: right away when you look at this? You know, uh, not a lot jumps out at me, to be honest with you. I I think it's a good bracket. I like, I mean, obviously it's the obvious bracket where you got Rocky Mountain, the A seed against the number one seed Lake city. So I like that. I mean, I think Post Falls and Boise, that's a game that I think is going to be just a barn burner. I really do. I think that's the game to watch on opening day, those two, Post Falls and Boise going at it.
0: Yeah, Post Falls, the four seed. They took third place in the regular season up in the Inland Empire League with that gauntlet of a conference with Lake City, the number one overall seed, as well as Coeur d'Alene. uh now the notable exceptions to this bracket are that there's some really good teams sitting home. I think Wayne you and I both thought that Coeur d'Alene and maybe Eagle had a chance to get to state but uh credit to Post Falls and Rocky Mountain for essentially
1: uh taking those bids away. Yeah, they they did indeed. And and I agree. I mean, Coeur d'Alene 19 and 5 Brandon, I think or Bracket Beanie, whatever you want to be known as, but 19 and 5 I mean, they're a team I hate to not see there. I mean, they're a team that really were the only team that ruined the regular season for Timberline. They went 11 and 0, lost to quarter Lane, then went 11 and 0 before district. So they were, you know, 22 and 1 and before they lost to Boise in the district championship game, which is going to be interesting to see how Timberline bounces back from that loss last week, last Friday night. It's going to be interesting to see if they can just kind of put it all back together again and get back on the right road.
0: Definitely. So let's pull up this bracket again. Lake City is the number one overall seed. This is a young Lake City team, Wayne. They don't have much in terms of seniors, which means they may, they may be the number one seed next year. And maybe even the year after that, they, they look awfully impressive. And and Rocky Mountain is a team, I think, that's playing with house money at this point. Right. They got to state when maybe people didn't expect them to. Uh, they're playing a very good team right off the bat. But, you know, they're, they're playing with house money, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they kind of are. They played Lake City back on December 3rd, lost that game 71 to 49. And I don't see a whole lot of difference, sadly, that uh, I really think Lake City's going to roll in this one. They've got three players that average in double figures. You know, Lake City got off to a 12 and 0 start, did a great job. But Kendall uh, Pickford, 10.7 points a game. You got Sophia Zufeld with 10.9 points a game. And you got Emberlin Reynolds, who averages 10 points a game. So when you got that kind of consistency on your team, uh, that really bodes well for what we're talking about here with Lake City.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about the other team from the north, Post Falls. Uh, despite you know uh, us thinking that, well, Courtelaine probably will get that second spot over Post Falls. The Trojans get it, and because their league was so strong, Wayne. Post falls not only gets in, but they get the number four seed on the max preps rankings. But boy, I don't don't know that this is a good reward. You've got Boise coming off of a district championship win over Timberline. The Braves seem to be, as they do always this time of year under uh, Coach Kim Bridges, seem to be playing their best basketball at the right time.
1: Yeah, let's be honest, Brandon. This is kind of weird. You're the number four seed over the Boise Brave, the number five seed, and yet you had to win a play-in game against Hawaii. You had to go to Grangeville on Saturday to get that job done, which they did. Boise, meanwhile, 0-2 against Timberline during the regular season. Then they got to meet together, and it looked like, really, that Timberline was going to pull it out again. They got a lead. They got a lead of 36-33. to And all of a sudden, Avery Hall comes out of nowhere. She had 55 steals on the year, none bigger than the last steal in the fourth quarter. She got that steal. She took it to the bucket when she stole it, got fouled, had a three-point play the old-fashioned way, tied it up at 36. And here's the amazing part of that game. Timberline did not score in the last five minutes of regulation or the four minutes of overtime. The last nine minutes, they were held scoreless, and the final score was 44 to 36 in overtime, Boise. Uh Boise's got a lot of great people. Avery Hollis, sophomore, she's getting it done this year. They got big six-foot-five Ashley Banks down low. Uh, she averages 10 points a game. And they've got three players who shoot 36% or better from three-point land. Two of them shoot in the 40% uh, tile. So they, they can hit from the outside. They got Banks down low. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough road for Post Falls. But you know what? Post Falls has had that tough road. They've been on the road. Road and you know, Grangeville, and now they got to come to Boise 18 and seven. So I don't count post out at all.
2: Definitely. And they've
1: got Sims who averages 13 points a game
0: for sure. Hey, we've got our first comment of the night, Wayne. It's a shout out to us, Sam Buffington. He lives up north in northern Idaho. Hello, Wayne and Brandon. Hey, Sam, a uh, yes, longtime man. fan at Idaho. Glad, glad you're on board, buddy. Yeah, and hey, the shout-outs don't have to be for us necessarily. You can give a shout-out to your favorite team or your favorite player. Uh, we're we're going to discuss players to watch here in just a moment. Um, yeah. Or if you have a question for us as well, uh, you certainly can. As I've always heard,
1: that. Brandon, better to be shout-out than shout-at. So, <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah, no doubt. That's for sure. Okay, so back to this bracket. The one interesting thing I, I think you could see is if Post Falls ends up playing Rocky Mountain at some point on either side of the bracket, uh, Brielle Magnuson, Played at Post Falls last year. Her family moved down to uh, Meridian, and she now plays for Rocky Mountain. So that would be maybe an interesting little subplot. Let's oh, break, yeah. Down. Uh, yeah. Let's break down this bottom half of the bracket, Wayne. And you mentioned it. Timberline comes in as the number two seed, uh, pretty much the number one team most of the year in in the polls. Not that that carries a lot of weight when it gets to state time, but. Uh, Timberline and Bora right away. Those are two of the top three teams from the Southern Idaho Conference. This is a, a very intriguing matchup as well.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, Bora's gotten hot. They've won seven of the last eight games, so they've gotten hot when they didn't. Remember, Bora's the only team to beat Burley this year. Burley's 22-1, and 1, 4A, I know, but they crossed over there, but still... You know, I've got a lot of respect for Burley, Amari, Whiting, all those people and things like that. And you'll talk about them here in a moment. But the bottom line is, is that if you can beat a team like Burley, Bora can come up with a surprise. Although I don't think they can surprise Timberland. I really don't. Bora's 18-6. and six. The Wolves, uh, you know, like I mentioned, those two 11-0 win streaks they had. They've got Sophia Glancy down low. The biggest thing is can Timberline overcome that loss to Boise? And I think they can. I really do. I think they're going to bounce back. You know, we talked about it on the air on Friday night. Is there any such thing as a good loss? If you're going to lose a game, should you have lost that district game? I mean, because that just makes you hungrier. And I think they're going to get more hungry, Timberline. I think they're going to come out strong against the Boreal Lions.
0: So we went to the max preps uh, style of seeding these teams to try and avoid conference opponents playing each other right off the bat. Yeah. That's, all, that's all we have on the bottom uh-huh. of this bracket. In the other match, all, it's, it's Thunder Ridge against Rigby. Now, I think it's easier to stomach if you go at least, hey, we had a protocol in place. It was based on a rating system as opposed to, yeah, we just uh, arbitrarily decided to uh, predetermine these brackets. And so – yeah, Thunder Ridge and Rigby will have to play each other. Uh, this will be an interesting matchup, also.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I like Thunder Ridge, they're 20 and three. They got a gal named Aspen Caldwell who averages 21 points a game. She's an 80 percent free throw shooter, does a great job. Then they got two players who average 11 points a game, Kennedy Stenquist and Marley Spencer. So, you know, they, they've got some consistency there. I like the attack they bring. Uh, Thunder Ridge, you know. Uh, split with Rigby during the regular season, but then you know Thunder Ridge won the district uh, game, sixty to forty-nine. So they're coming off that; they feel pretty good about themselves. Rigby started the year ten and two, um, you know, so Rigby's no slouch either. And I tell you what, Rigby wins the sponsor contest. They have more sponsors than Carter's got liver pills. I mean, they they everybody supports Rigby, and when you get that kind of support, you come to state, you you get things done.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You always have a good one-liner that makes me laugh, Wayne. That's for sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. Now, you've already dropped a couple of breadcrumbs in terms of players we should keep an eye on. Well, we've got here, Wayne, if you want to take a look in fans, the 5A players to watch. And we picked one player from each team. Now, we could have easily put you know, three or four from each squad. We didn't have enough room on the screen. And this is just, this is just a jumping off point to talk about some of the star players, Ashley Banks from Boise, Jaden McNeil from Bora, Kendall Pickford from Lake city, Trinity Nichols from post falls, uh, Cambry Barber from Rigby, Marley Reed, Rocky mountain Aspen Caldwell from Thunder Ridge. You just mentioned her. And then Sophie Glancy from Timberline, a good mix of guards and bigs, Wayne, this time of year. What what do you prefer? A good a good point guard or a good
1: big inside? I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of these gals play. Okay. Ashley Banks, Sophia Glancy. What well, Sophia Glancy has going for her, she's 6'2. Uh, really, uh, she she is strong, she is tough. You can't she posts up well. I like what she does, but she has a great supporting cast, she really does. Jaden McNeil from Bora. What a player she is. She is a solid player. Watch out for her. Ashley Banks at 6'5". She's got that outside shooting that voice is known for, but Ashley Banks can make it happen. Uh, and, again, you mentioned Aspen Caldwell from Thunder Ridge, 21 points a game. You don't average that unless you know how to hit the hoop. So they got a lot of good ones. I haven't seen Campbell Pickford. I'm looking forward to seeing them and, and Nichols play and Barber play from Rigby. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I haven't seen Marty Reed play this year, so I'm looking forward to calling that game. But the bottom line is that there's that that bunch of gals right there, all eight that you see right there, are game breakers. They can make it happen.
0: I really do think when it gets to State, it's better to have a good post player than a good guard. I mean, it's nice to have both, certainly. But with with a, a post player inside, that's something you can take to the bank three nights in a row. If you're more guard and perimeter oriented, you basically have to be hot you know, three nights in a row, which is tough to do. So, you know, I look at it, Ashley Banks from Boise, and I've said all year that I think she could really be a factor when it got to state. Obviously, I think the most talented post player is Glancy from Timberline. And so that'll be uh, fascinating to watch uh, to compare with teams that are more guard oriented, like a Lake City, you know, Kendall Pickford leads from the perimeter, and they've got a lot of good players out there. So contrasting styles for sure. If there's a ahead.
1: I'm just going to say, I agree. Sophia Glancy to me is probably the premier player on that list that you've got down there. Ashley Banks is 6'5". I mean, she stands out. She walks out onto the court. You know, Ashley Banks is on the court, but I'm telling you right now, Sophia Glancy stands out, but I will tell you, Jade McNeil from Bora is a player. She can make things happen. Watch out for her. So it's, it's interesting. I don't see Bora upsetting Timberline. I really don't because Timberline has too much of a supporting cast. I mean, it's just not a glancy show. It's everybody. There's a lot of people there, and I could name them all, but I'm sure I'd miss somebody, so I don't want to do that. But, wow, uh, I'm looking forward to it. This going to be a good state tournament. And what I think is really cool about this year, a little bit of a change, correct me if I'm wrong, but on Friday, you're going to have the 4A semifinals played at the Idaho Center and the 5A semifinals. I get to stay at the Idaho Center and do the 4A semifinals and the 5A semifinals. I'm really looking forward. I don't know who's going to win over 4A. I'll let you guys take care of that here in the next 15 minutes. But the bottom line is I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the Blackfoots and the Burleys if they make it. And I don't give it away, but Bernie Middleton, who put that matchup together in the first round? They should be ashamed of themselves.
0: <laughs> it's a rematch from last year for sure. All right, yeah. I'll 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 go out on a limb. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Lakes. I, I, oh boy, Lake City, Boise. I like in the first semi. I've got Thunder Ridge, Timberline in the second, and I will say chalk. I'll go Lake City and Timberline meeting in the championship, and I, I'll take I'll take the Wolves. I'll take Timberline. That's my official pick, Wayne.
1: Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I'm going right with you, and I'm not because I'm a copycat. Is because <laughs> that's I think you copycatted me.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I we
1: agree a hundred percent. I think it's going to go uh, by the by the seedings. I really do, except for the end when number two beats number one. But you know what? When I say that, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. I've not seen Lake City, and they, you know, I've seen all the schools in the Treasure Valley. Have not seen Lake City, so I've got to hold my water a little bit and just be honest with you. Uh, I really think Timberlines is a pretty good team, and Boise is a team that can surprise some folks
0: absolutely all right well wayne to back we're looking forward to your coverage of the 5a girls state basketball tournament uh all live and free on Idahosports.com. thanks for doing this tonight as well wayne we
1: appreciate it all right enjoy yourself buddy for the next hour and a half
0: no doubt no doubt all right i'm gonna get some water we're gonna take a break we'll come back with the 4a girls state basketball preview with scott burton it's coming up next you're watching the 2022 girls state basketball preview show here on Idahosports.com.
3: Every day, people are choosing to buy Idaho. It's an easy choice. There are quality Idaho-grown companies for almost any product or service you need. Buying Idaho means keeping our money in Idaho, and that boosts our local economy. If everyone living here just spent $100 with Idaho businesses, we would generate over $9 million in tax revenue to help improve our state. Look for the logo and help support our Idaho businesses because buy Idaho builds Idaho.
4: Your job is planning, planting, harvesting, and to be on call 24 hours a day. Our job is to make sure you have the resources to keep doing it. DL Evans Bank, this is Community Banking.
5: If you're like me, you love the outdoors. There's adventures to have and new paths to explore. That's why you need to be focused and engaged when you're on the road you have more footprints to leave and more trails to take when it comes to distracted driving well that's just not gonna happen on my squatch. don't let it happen on yours either wait a minute what do you mean by
6: outdoors the first step the handholds the new schools and the new everything 12 years of teachers and meetings and paperwork Nobody told you about the forms it takes to raise a kid, all the rides to here and there, the best friends and old friends and parents of friends who you'll see in five years in the grocery store and still remembers that kid's mom. It's all flown by and you did it. You did all the steps and your last step is there next. That's why we created Next Steps, where all the post-high school options available to Idaho teens and their parents are in one place. Easy steps you can offer that help them find their future, whatever that may be. Welcome back
0: to the IdahoSports.com Girls Basketball State Preview Show. Brandon Bainey joined now by Scott Burton. Scotty B. What's going on, Scott?
2: Hey, what's happening? Uh, The only thing I've got hang on just a second. Okay, you got me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had 15 windows open, watching Ram highlights, oh and uh, just basically celebrating. I, I forgot we even had this because I was too busy celebrating a Super Bowl win, Brandon. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Not as good as you, obviously, but uh, I'm doing just fine. This is our 4A girls' state basketball preview. So all you 4A fans, we want to hear from you. If you've got a question for us, if you have a question about Scott's uh, choice of a pro football team in life, if you've got a question or you want to give a shout-out to your favorite team or player that's competing at the 4A State Girls Basketball Tournament, drop us a comment. We are broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and we'll throw your comment out on the screen. So uh, let, let's get rolling, Scott. Let's just pull up the bracket, the 4A. Boy, there's some tantalizing matchups to, to kick things off here. Here's the 4A bracket, Scott. What jumps out to you right away?
2: Well, the thing that jumps out right away is this bracket is set up for a one versus two. I mean, you know, listening to uh, Wayne talk moments ago, I mean, I echo the same sentiments. I mean, you, it's been Blackfoot and Burley all year long. And then everybody else a distant third, and the way the bracket's set up, that's what it looks like. But that's not to say that you don't have some, you know, potential spoilers in there too. I mean, Blackfoot coming in undefeated, twenty-two and zero, the number one seed. Uh, they've got wins against Preston and Rigby and Thunder Ridge. Um, you know, a five A team. They're they're two. They're just really really good. And then you've got Burley, who comes in at twenty-two and one, and their only loss is to five A Bora by one point. And then you jump to the number three seed, you know, which is uh, Preston. Preston Indians, you know, and Preston they're coming in at sixteen and seven. Now, if you go by records, you're, you're taking a big drop here, you know. But Preston, you know, they had a kind of a mid-season losing streak of about. Losing five of six, and three of those were to Utah schools. One was to a Wyoming school, and the other was to five A Highland. You know, oh, and a Blackfoot. Let's put that in there as well. So, it, it it really does set itself up for a one versus two. Um, but if you looked at, let's just cover, let's just go right down the list. You know, Blackfoot taking on Bishop Kelly. Bishop Kelly, the number eight seed, eighteen and six out of the S I C. Don't let their record fool you either, because they lost three of their first four ball games. You know, so three of their six losses came (laughs) came in the first four games. You know, so they got it together, and uh, two of those were to Meridian and Boise. uh, The other one to Twin Falls. I mean, they had a 13 game winning streak. You know, before losing to Middleton again, three losses for Bishop Kelly to Middleton: Uh, six point loss, a 24 point loss, and a four point loss. I mean, the thing about Bishop Kelly that makes it a tough matchup for Blackfoot, if if Bishop Kelly can hang, is you know, they've got a bunch of kids that score. They, they do it by committee. You know, they don't have that one-star standout that you have to stop that most of these teams do have. You know, they're led by Addie Heiler, who plays guard and post. She's a tough matchup. She averages nine points a game. But they don't have anybody that averages in double figures. And so when you plan for a team like Bishop Kelly – uh, it's, it's really kind of planning for their style, planning for their scheme versus really planning for players. Because Bishop Kelly just throws a bunch of athletes at you, and then one of them gets hot. Who do you stop? I mean, that has always been Bishop Kelly. But uh, for Derek McCormick and his group, you know, I really like the way that he's approaching this. They may not have the talent to, to hang with a, a team like Blackfoot, but their whole goal coming into this is to prove that they belong. They know they're the number eight seed. They know they're going up against undefeated Blackfoot, so their goal: prove that they belong here. Yeah. You know, and when they play the game, anything can happen. You move on to the Skyline Mountain home game. That's the interesting one right there because you've got, you know, Skyline who they won the play-in game to get there, which really kind of now starts to. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, see your head nodding. Yeah. Here we go. You win the play-in game to get there, and all of a sudden you are the number four seed. Okay. All right, well, let's talk about Skyline. They're coming in with a record of 13 and 13, right? A 500 record, but many of those losses are coming to 5A schools. Now, if you followed Skyline football, this was exactly what happened to their football team. And we had this conversation. Skyline never came in with the best record, but they came in with the body of work that really made them contenders. And look what happened in football, right? All right, so could this be the same thing that's happening you know, to a Skyline team that's coming in with a, you know, an average record, you know, and many of those losses are coming to 5A schools and four of those to Blackfoot. Here's Blackfoot again, coming back into play. Right. Uh, And and those losses came by an average about 20 points, but, you know, for Skyline, they are led by freshman Shea Shippen, you know, averaging 20 points a game. She's a leading scorer. She leads in steals and assists. You've got to stop her to have a chance. You know, and so Mountain Home is really going to have to focus in on her. The next leading scorer is the sophomore Shippen at nine points a game. So, I mean, you talk about a, a nice basketball household they've got going on there. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it sure. begins and ends with the freshman Shea Shippen.
0: For sure. Uh, yeah. Nick, Nick Garza, real quick, Scott, I want to give him a shout out because he's giving a shout out to Mountain Home. Go Mountain Home. And also a shout out. From uh, Angela Schulteis, Go Burley. We're going to talk all about Burley in just a second, but let's let's talk about Mountain Home uh, and how they might match up because they've been a a team that's played in a in a similarly uh, daunting league this year with Burley kind of overshadowing them.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. They have been completely the little sister to Burley all season long. I mean, they come in with a record of eighteen and six, and three of those losses. Half of those half of those losses are to Burley. You know, they've lost to him three times. And it really hasn't been that close. I mean, Burley has got Mountain Home's number so far. Um, The others were Eagle and Capital to start the season. So, you know, Mountain Home started 0-2. And then three losses coming to Burley by an average of 20 points. You know, but the strength that Mountain Home brings, they bring an interesting style because they've got size. And when you get to a state tournament, if you don't have size and you don't have a presence in the paint, You are going to struggle because we've seen all of these perimeter oriented teams get to state and just fall flat because they they travel to different gyms. I mean, defense, paint production, rebounding, those things travel. Offense doesn't, you know, but Mountain Home's got a balance of both because they they shoot a lot of three pointers, a ton of three pointers, which is odd because they've got a ton of size, too. So Mountain Home can get you in two ways. And they're led by Maddie Keener and Sadie Drake. They are the one-two punch of this team. But Mountain Home is bringing all five starters back from last year's state team. So this is a team that's got some experience. They know how to to kind of play in this big game. You know, when we talk about that one-two punch, uh, Keener averaging 15 points a game. She's she's right there on the doorstep of 1,000 points for her career. Um, she can drive, she can get to the line, and she can get smoking hot from the perimeter. She hit 12 threes in a game. Uh, so, this is somebody you got to pay attention to. And so, if that three ball is falling, then all of a sudden you've got Sadie Drake on the inside. And Sadie Drake uh, is averaging 12.6 boards, a 54% field goal shooter. I mean, so they've got that inside out game that can really cause problems for people if you don't know how to defend the paint. The problem that Mountain Home is going to have is that they get into any kind of foul trouble because their depth isn't quite there. They lost Emily Harper, uh, who was averaging nine points and 12 boards right before the district tournament. And, you know, and she was the X factor that was taking a lot of pressure off of uh, Keener and Drake. And uh, the fun facts about Mountain Home. I mean, this is a team that led the foray in scoring. You know, at 57 points a game and only gave up 41 points. And that's seventh best in 4A. You know, they're averaging over 10 steals per game. And you factor in, you know, the unforced turnovers that a team makes. You play Mountain Home, you're giving up into the 20s on turnovers. And so Mountain Home's got a really interesting recipe uh, to play spoilers. And They've got a veteran coach as well, Brent Keener, in his 15th season. So I am interested in that four versus five.
0: Yeah, well, we're getting some we're getting some comments from the fans on this, Scott. We've got uh, Kelly Need, she said, Didn't you see the play in game? Sienna Taylor hit seven threes. It's not just the shippings, although they are great. And that yes, and I wanted to mention for Skyline yes. the, the biggest story for the Grizz, Scott is their best player, Matty Olson, who committed to Montana State University. Has not played a single minute this year because of an injury she suffered in soccer. And just think of where Skyline could be with her. I mean, they're doing great without her, but you would love to see her out there. She is a dynamic scorer. Jack Dooley hops on and says, Harper is healthy. Maybe a little breaking news here oh, on really? the. Uh, yes. So I don't That's know. Maybe an right?
2: The information I'm getting out of Mountain Home as of uh, this morning doesn't indicate that. Okay. Well, so it's so interesting here. to see if somebody's playing a little bit close to the best. But uh, you know, not to take anything away from Skyline and and their players, we just can't mention everybody, um, or we're going to run into a thirty-minute you know thing. But uh, you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Seven threes in that game was huge, and that's the kind of play that's going to take the pressure, you know, off of of, off of the shippings. And uh, if you can get those role players to step up, then you've got something cooking because those are the those are the players you don't plan for plan for.
0: Definitely. Let's take a look real quick at our 4A players to watch. We picked one from each team. And again, this is just a, a starting point. Addie Heiler from Bishop Kelly. You already mentioned Hadley Humphreys, the great center from Blackfoot. Uh, we're going to talk about Amari Whiting of Burley and Cassidy fried of Middleton in just a second. Sadie Drake, the great post from mountain home, Riley Ward of Preston, uh, Aaliyah Strock of Sandpoint and, and Shay Shippen of Skyland, which we already talked about. Let's uh, quickly go over this bottom half of the bracket. Scott, And I wanted to start with the two and seven. Burley and Middleton will play for the second year in a row. Last year, Middleton got to state, uh, thinking, "Okay, we've got a chance to compete for the championship," and they got knocked out by Burley right away. Now it's now it's the opposite. Now it's Burley coming in with the aspirations, and Middleton trying to knock them off.
2: Yeah, you know the thing about Middleton coming in at number seven. uh, Don't let that record fool you, or that seed fool you. Rather, they're eighteen and six. They started the season zero and three. Right. So all six of their losses this year came before Christmas. So you want to talk about a team that's playing some of their best basketball right now? It's Middleton. And, and don't tell me they don't remember last year. Whether you were there or not as a player, you can bet that's been drilled into their head. They went undefeated in conference last year, came out and went two and out at state, opened up with Burley. So here we go again. But Middleton is one of those sneaky hot teams right now. Um, Cassidy Freed, Peyton Hymus, the one-two punch for them. But they've also got solid big play. You know, um, Robin Flowers, she's another fun player to watch. She is super fast. She brings a speed element to the game. Uh, she may be the fastest player on the floor when she steps onto the floor. She's got a great first step um, on the drive, a nice little step-back jumper as well. So this Middleton team, uh, they've got some players. You know, The thing that they're going to have to be careful about is sometimes if you kind of get up in their face, they, they're forced to play fast. And if they're forced to play fast, sometimes they don't make the best decisions. So that's gonna be kind of the interesting thing that Mountain Home is gonna do. Can they bring some pressure that's gonna force this Middleton-Viking team to turn the ball over? But I, I really like this matchup as well because you know if you're one of those fans or whatever that's looking at seeds alone, don't. Because granted you got Blackfoot and Burley, the clear ones and twos, but everybody else in there, man, it could be anybody that's winning these games.
4: Yep,
0: for sure. And uh, L- Logan, uh, our Middleton resident, just told me that it's Cassidy Freed. I specifically Freed. asked. I specifically asked him this earlier, and he gave me the wrong <laughs> info. So thanks, Logan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're pre- still, bud. Pre- Preston Sandpoint, super quick. I think Sandpoint's Max Preps ranking got boosted because they played all of those great 5A teams like Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, and Post Falls. Um, yep. Yeah. Preston comes in, I think, as, as a dark horse to challenge for the state title. Uh, they've got a great point guard in Riley Ward. I think it all comes down to the post's uh, occasion nap, especially inside.
2: Yeah, it, it does. And that's the thing that Sandpoint doesn't have. I mean, you, you get the team out of the North. I'll make this quick. So, because I know we have to talk about Blackwood still, but you get this team out of the North, you, you never know what you're going to get because they are playing Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, Lake City, and they come in with that number six seed, the 12-8 record, but it, that is always misleading. But the thing about... You know, Sandpoint is that this is a team that would, you know, found themselves relevant because they get, they win that first game the last two years. They just don't have the offensive scoring to get them to that next level, you know, and they've struggled with that. And they're struggling with that this year is the point production, you know, and it's a nice little segue into a shot clock argument because this is a team that wants the shot clock because they need to slow it down and play some defense. And that's what they're going to have to do to advance. They're, They're not very big. Uh, they're pretty young, but, uh, they're going to have their hands full right out of the gate, but, uh, you never know what you get with standpoint out of the North.
0: For sure. And then, yeah, let's talk about Blackfoot, uh, the number one overall seed, uh, Ramey Odom won the title in her first year as head coach last year. They pretty much bring back the same crew to run it back. Hadley Humphreys inside is he RV. Uh, you've got, uh, SB Vergara. I mean, the list goes on and on of all these great players.
2: I, they, they've really got every piece of the puzzle that you could ask for, you know, that you talk about their post play. Um, I mean, just their, their all-star player and Hadley, she is just a a monster, but you you can't stop talking about just that because, you know, they bring in another athletic post in, in Wright, who averages 14 points in seven boards. And then, Oh yeah, I've got Izzy RB, the senior point guard, who is uh, one of our better ball handlers savvy as heck averaging seven points and almost five assists a game, lockdown defender. So she is going to draw the number one offensive player that Blackfoot is going to play. And and if you look at this team, their only weakness is going to be, will they get complacent? I mean, that is it. Because like you said, they're bringing back this state title team. And if they think they can just show up and, and cruise, they're, They're going to be in for the rude awakening, but I just don't think that's going to be the case with Blackfoot. They've got the recipe for a state title, post-play, defense, rebounding, a point guard. I mean, what else do you need? And that's why Blackfoot's undefeated and a clear number one favorite to win this tournament. So we'll see what the other teams decide to do against them. Um, Because it's Blackfoot's on paper to lose.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that and listen to it. Scott Burton will have the play-by-play for all of the 4A state tournament action live and totally free of charge on idahosports.com. Scott, thank you for doing this tonight. You are very insightful.
2: Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, my friend.
0: All right. The 3A preview coming up next. Right after this break, you're watching the 2022 Girls State Basketball Tournament preview special on idahosports.com.
6: The first step. The handholds the new schools and the new everything 12 years of teachers and meetings and paperwork nobody told you about the forms it takes to raise a kid all the rides to here and there the best friends and old friends and parents of friends who you'll see in five years in the grocery store and still remembers that kid's mom (laughs) it's all flown by and you did it you did all the steps and your last step is there next That's why we created Next Steps, where all the post-high school options available to Idaho teens and their parents are in one place. Easy steps you can offer that help them find their future, whatever that may be. Welcome back to
0: the IdahoSports.com State Girls Basketball Preview Special. Time to move on to the 3As, and let's bring in Glenn Jones. He's going to be broadcasting the 3A State Tournament for us at IdahoSports.com. Along with Lance Taylor, Glenn. Good evening. How you doing?
7: I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Hey, big thanks to all the 3A fans that hung around for uh, as the uh, 4A conversation went a little long. I know you guys are all uh, ready for us to break down this 3A field. Friendly reminder: we are streaming this live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, as well as our Twitter account. If you have a question for us, or you want to give your favorite team or player a shout out. Uh, you can leave a comment, and we'll throw it up on the screen. We we want to hear from the fans. We we want to know what the fans are talking about ahead of this state tournament. Glenn, let's just put the three A bracket up on the screen. And and you got number one Sugar Salem against number eight Filer. The four five is Weezer against Parma. Teton, the three seed against Fruitland, the six. And Snake River, the two seed, will play Kellogg, the seven seed. First year it's seeded according to Max Prep's rankings, which has led to some district champions like Kellogg being seated very low, and other teams that uh, finished in the middle of their conference being seated higher. What stands out to you right away, though, Glenn?
7: Well, first of all, we got some spicy um, matchups here. You just mentioned Kellogg, uh, the, the the champion, uh, district champion, and they're seated pretty low. They are. Uh, They have a lot of heart and they can surprise some people. They're taking on snake river on paper may not be the best matchup, but this Kellogg team has a ton of heart. And, and another one that I'm looking forward to is the Teton fruitland game. Both these teams, the number three seed Teton and number six seed fruitland, both of these guys can make some noise. And if one of those guys can win, that's going to be a tough game. That's, my game to watch you can ride momentum in the state tournament better than any other time during the league. Once you, if you get hot and if you get your fans behind you and you get some confidence going, you can take on uh, Goliath and beat him.
0: Well, speaking of Goliath, Kellogg dethroned the Goliath of the North Timberlake, right? This is the first time I think since 2012 or 13, that Timberlake, is not participating at state because not only did Kellogg knock off Timberlake for the the IML title, but then Weezer defeated Timberlake in the play-in game. And so uh, Weezer becomes the third team from the Snake River Valley Conference to make it to state. And they, how about this? They had to win the play-in game. They get seated ahead of Parma, which played for the championship, Glenn.
7: Yes, and Weezer held Timberlake – to 23 points in that play-in game, Brandon. 23 points. My goodness, that's you talk about riding some momentum going into the state playoffs. Weezer has to be just super elated getting in there, and and they're in a tough league with both Parma and Fruitland having those having those teams in common that they've seen throughout the throughout the season. Then going to the play-in game up north, taking on Timberlake, like you said. They've been in the mix for first place, second place, third place for better part of 10 years. Now they're gone. So it it opens up some pretty good questions as to what's going to happen as we get towards Saturday.
0: For sure. Let's, let's bring you our uh, 3A players to watch. We selected a player from each team. It's not an, an all-inclusive list. I mean, we could have put, you know, 30 players easily up on the screen. Um, But we picked one from each team as just sort of a jump off point. And if there's a player that you want to give a shout out to, that's not on this list, by all means, please do so in the comments. Lexi Monson of Filer, great all around athlete in terms of speed. I'm not sure there's too many that can can match her in terms of of pure speed in the open floor. Gracie Huff, such a great post player for Fruitland. She had the game winning basket uh, when they played Parma the first time this year came as time expired. She's a great force down low. Uh, So is Haley Cheney from Kellogg. She is a legit center for that Wildcats team. Austin Harris from Parma. We've heard her name for a couple of years. She's a tremendous athlete. Riley Edlifson, the great point guard that leads this Snake River attack. She's a young one, just a sophomore. Kennedy Gillette is Sugar Salem's leading scorer, only a junior, but just like their volleyball team, they are very deep, very talented Kinley Brown of Teton has been a, a leader and a captain of that team this year. And Toby Neuer, the point guard for Weezer as well. So on this list, Glenn, we've got a good mix of post players along with point guards. Who, who stands out to you?
7: Well, the ones that stand out right off the bat is Kennedy Gillette from Sugar Salem. And this young lady does just about everything, only a junior. You know, she's scoring over 14 points per game, has almost three rebounds, two steals, a couple of assists per game. So she has an all-around game, and she has a great supporting cast so she doesn't have to do it alone, and that's one of the most important things. A couple others that stand out, that Gracie Huff, man, she started out game one scoring about almost 20 points in her first game, and she is not let up. She is a force to be had, and I like the post-matchups that are, that are going on in this particular Um, bracket, this 3A bracket. post play is so critical. Um, It shows up in lots of different things. You can alter somebody's shot. You don't have to block it, but you can alter their shot, which makes them miss. Rebounds are always important, especially when we get to this part of the year. If you can pull down offensive rebounds and you have post play that can do that and pull down offensive rebounds and give your team second and third chances to score, uh, it's it, it it just pays off in spades a little bit later on. So those are a couple of them I'm I'm looking at, and I'm just I'd like to see how Riley uh, is going to do uh, for Snake River being just a sophomore and, and coming into this big stage. You know, Snake River doesn't just rely on her, but j- as a sophomore, she's definitely a team leader, and she's going to have to step up her game. Even though Snake River, a consensus number two in both the coaches and the media poll, um, throughout the year. Um, it's going to take everybody. It's going to take a team effort here to win this thing
0: for sure. And no team more deep and versatile than sugar Salem. Here's Kelly need shout out to the need sisters from sugar Salem. That's uh, Natalia, the senior Monica, the freshman. I mean, they've got Haley Harris. Who's outstanding olivia crapo i mean this is a sugar salem team we saw them run the table in volleyball trying to do the same in girls basketball can anybody knock the diggers off they come in as the consensus number one team glenn let's put i'll put that bracket back up on the screen and you tell me uh which team you think has the best chance of maybe dethroning sugar salem
7: well if you look at paper it's got to be um, Snake River has the best chance. First of all, they're in the opposite bracket, so they have the best chance of getting through there without meeting them. I mean, Sugar Salem has been annihilating everybody they played, and they do it so well because they have uh, ju- a junior and senior mix with lots of experience and state experience. They're going to be tough, but I look at Sugar Salem and then keep your eye on either Teton or excuse me, Teton or I really like Kellogg. I like the way that this team is family oriented. I like the way that Jen and Nearing is coaching the team. They got some pretty good players. They have some girls that already have are going on and playing at the collegiate level, Uh, not necessarily basketball, but um, if you're going on at the collegiate level in volleyball or track or softball or whatever it is, it translates over to basketball because you're dealing with an athlete. And you know, when you get into the state tournament, One of the great things about the state tournament is even though you keep playing, you've got that mindset of one and done. If you lose one game, if you lose one game, you're out of the mix for the championship. So there's, there is no tomorrow. Sometimes you can have teams, especially on the outside. I remember Scott and Wayne were talking about that a little bit earlier. Sometimes the outside game, your guards can come up a little dry when they're in a different gym or, or they're on the road, they're staying in a, in a hotel. and Now the outside game doesn't necessarily fall into what you want it to. You can have some trouble, but watch, keep an eye on Teton. and I really like the number seven seed Kellogg. Um, they got to get by a tough one, Snake River first, but keep your eye on them. And don't forget about Weezer. Um, knock, knocking off Timberlake is no small deal. And it's this is really going to be a great tournament. Um, I think Sugar Salem's going to going to waltz through their bracket. I really do. I think they have the complete team. They have all the experience. I think they're the most experienced team on in the bracket. Um, when you look at upperclassmen and and lowerclassmen, there's a couple other teams that are very 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 young. A lot of sophomores and there's there's a ton of freshmen that are going to be playing in this tournament as well. But I think Sugar Salem is going to go through their bracket. And the other one, I think it's going to be, you know, Teton has a chance. Kellogg has a chance. Don't even count out Fruitland. They they had a pretty good run this year. So there's going to be some tough games.
0: For sure. Gavi, Branham, Leaney leaving a comment for us. Let's get it, Diggers. Yeah, I know the fans of Sugar City are excited. I've got Sugar Salem getting to the championship on their side. I've got uh, a, a six and a seven in the semifinal on the other side. I've got Fruitland against Kellogg, and I'm I'm with you, Glenn. I like Kellogg to get to the championship. and I think that that would be uh, a fun matchup with Sugar, but I think I'll lean the diggers there, but i I think Kellogg as a seven seed is very under and could, could potentially get on a, a dark horse run. So, Glenn, you're awesome. going to be broadcasting the 3A tournament. Uh, we're looking forward to your coverage uh, live and free on idahosports.com. Uh, thanks for doing this tonight as well. We really appreciate it.
7: Hey, Brandon, I got one more shout-out.
0: Okay, go for it.
7: I got a shout-out. Right here, baby, this is for <laughs> Scott Burton and my brother who's going to do the 1A-D2 uh, cast here in a little bit. We got the L.A. Rams, baby. We'll be wearing this hat all weekend long.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh that's uh yes, the Ram the Ram train continues in just a moment. Uh
7: I'm I'm so jealous that Scott was there and I was watching on TV.
0: Yes, that that's uh that's a story we'll get when we all meet up uh in Boise for State uh starting on Thursday. So all right, Glenn Jones, thanks for stopping by. The two way preview is coming your way next with Paul Kingsbury. Right after this break, you're watching the 2022 IdahoSports.com Girls
3: State Basketball Preview Special. We'll be back right after this. Every day, people are choosing to buy Idaho. Idaho. It's an easy choice. There are quality quality Idaho-grown companies for almost any product or service you need. Buying Idaho Idaho means keeping our money in Idaho. And that boosts our local economy. If everyone living here just spent $100 with Idaho businesses, we would generate over $9 million in tax revenue to help improve our state. Look for the logo and help support our Idaho businesses. Because Buy Idaho Builds Idaho.
0: Welcome back to the 2022 IdahoSports.com Girl State Basketball Preview Special. Brandon Bainey joined now by Paul Kingsbury. You will be broadcasting the 2A Girl yep. State Basketball Tournament. Excited? Yep,
8: it's, it's going to be a blast. It's uh, about half a mile away from my house here in CUNA, so I'll be able to sleep in a little bit, get back, you know, don't have to drive everywhere. It's going to be kind of nice.
0: Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Let's yeah. take a look at this 2A bracket. Let's dive yeah. into it. Uh number 1 Grangeville. Hey, and real quick too, you can leave comments. We're we're streaming this live on uh IdahoSports.com's uh Twitter account, our Facebook page, as well as our YouTube channel. If there's a player or a team that you want to give a shout out to, uh just leave it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen. For example, Douglas Larson, shout out to Lexi Cole. Go Ryrie. Yes, Ryrie. The, Ryrie and Girls State just seems to go hand in hand. Scott yeah. Burton, go Rams. Yeah, the LA Rams, that ship has sailed. We're talking now Girls State basketball, Scott. So if you could just uh, yeah get out of the chat, that'd be great. Allie Wilson says, let's go Mustangs, the Melba Mustangs. Yes, yes. Uh, we want to hear from all the 2A fans. Give your favorite player, give your favorite team a shout out. Let's take a look at this bracket uh grangeville comes in as the number one seed they'll play number eight Declo. the four five is aberdeen and ryrie Cole valley christian despite being the top ranked team in the the media and coaches polls most of the year gets the three seed they'll play sixth seeded soda springs and it's number two melba against number seven north fremont what what jumps out to you right away paul
8: well first thing that jumps out is that it's it's going to be a pretty good tournament i mean you look at grangeville obviously coming in and uh Michelle Barger is the head coach there, you know, 20 plus years. She's been coaching. This is her, you know, she runs all the youth programs there. She's got everybody clicking. I mean, it's just every, everybody's uh, running on all cylinders, so to speak. I mean, you've got, you know, Vanderwall, the workhorse, three-time all-conference player, about nine points a game. um Fay, the sixth man, and uh, guess what? She's a freshman coming off with about five points a game. So they've got a lot of different weapons. And so going up against, uh, you know a Declo team, number eight coming in. Um, you know Declo, Ashley Baker in her fourth season, good coach, young team, four seniors, no juniors, seven sophomores, couple freshmen, uh, led by a sophomore, uh, Mallory with eleven points a game, uh, and then senior Macy Larson about seven and a half points a game. Those they're going to have to step up, and they're going to have to step up big. Um, you know one thing about Declo's uh, record at twelve or ten and twelve, a little bit. You know, you can look at it and go, 10 and 12, what's going on? Well, they're in that, you know, three-team conference there, and so they have to play out of conference quite a bit. And so they play a lot of 1A through 3A. And a lot of those teams on their their schedule, they're at state. I mean, they're they're really good teams they play. And uh, and so as a young team, it's a good uh, experience building year for them uh, and coming into the state tournament with, uh, you know, welcome to the state tournament, congratulations, here's Grangeville. That's rough. That's going to be rough.
0: Yeah, Grangeville loaded for Bear. Pete Three Legs says, Let's go, Lady Bulldogs. Yes. And uh Karsten Volkers. Shout out to Braden Volkers. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about so Grangeville, the one seed. Uh, yeah. I think I think you know they have a good matchup with Declo. And then you've got these the two and three seeds, they're from the same conference, Melba and Cole Valley Christian. Cole Valley won the matchups in the regular season, but it was Melba who got the win at districts 46 to 34. And oh, by the way, Cole Valley beat the number one seed Grangeville 42 to 28 back on December 4th. So Cole Valley is going, Hey, we beat Grangeville and Melba two out of three times. How are we ranked third below those two teams? That's another conversation for another day, but yeah, <laughs> I will was, say yeah. last year um, it was the reverse where uh, MelBA had the regular season success if' I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly and, and MelBA fans let me know, but it was it was Melba who had the success in the regular season. Cole Valley was the team that uh, got got the best of them at districts, but that put MelBA into uh, a nice situation in the bracket where they they got on a run and got all the way to the championship.
8: right. And you know last year Melba, Kate Clark, State Player of the year, um, you know that's a pretty good uh, asset to have for you. Um, this year, nineteen and three, you know, picking up right where they left off. Um, you know, sister um, Kendall, she's a junior, twelve points a game, leading the team. They're kind of a young team as well. We've got four playing seniors, four, five juniors, three sophomores, um, and they're averaging fifty-one points a game. So Melba can put on the points, holding the opponents to thirty-one points a game. So they can one play really good offense, two play really good defense. So Melba's, you know, coming in at number two seed. Uh, they're they're going to be a very, very tough team to beat.
0: Yeah, we're getting some more comments here. Kyle Bertenshaw says, killing it, Paul. ESPN calling you yet? <laughs> oh, Kyle. <laughs> uh, also also from our 3A discussion, Mark Edlifson, thank you for picking Kellogg. Riley heard every word. Go Snake River. <laughs> hey, I, I really do think, you know, Snake River and Kellogg, whoever wins that first round game gets uh, to the championship. I just think Kellogg. I, I like their size, and and Snake River is still a young team. But I'm glad that Riley heard every word, and uh, if that's the motivation that Snake River needs, I'm glad to provide it. So I, I, love I love this, Paul. I love I love interacting with the fans because if I'm wrong, I'll wear it. I'll come back and wear it for sure. Right,
8: right, Or The purveyor yeah. of bulletin board material is what they call that. I
0: I try to, and here's yeah. here's Coach Barger. Go Bulldogs, Grangeville. Coach Barger, take it all the way.
8: Tell you about you. I, I emailed all the coaches and uh, and I got great responses from all the coaches. But Michelle, she she gave me great information. I mean, I could just I could use that information she gave me to, to just talk the entire game and not even do play by play. It was great. It was fantastic. It's Good stuff.
0: For sure. Sandy, uh, Sandy Odell, 19 and three. Let's go, Mustangs. Melbourne Mustangs. Here's another one for Ryrie. Cheryl Cole says, let's go. Ryrie Bulldogs. Yeah, let's talk about Ryrie. They find themselves in an interesting matchup. I think the most interesting first-round matchup, that 4-5. They will play Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen uh, lost to Soda Springs twice in the regular season, lost to them in the first game at Districts, and then beat them two times in a row to win the district title. Aberdeen's got the size. Ryrie's got the athletes. What do you think, Paul?
8: You know, and that's exactly right. the, The athletes can sometimes counteract the size, you know, you've got Ortiz, 10 points a game. She's a three-point shooter. So if Ortiz Rabberding gets hot, watch out. You know, she hits two to three a game. But when you get to state, you know, you can get the uh, the shooter's touch and then you can just go off. So she does that, be careful. They're averaging 53 points a game. Ryrie's at 52. So, you know, pretty bat- equal offenses on that side. Lincoln Driscoll, I've been told never to trust a man with a last name for a first name, but I think I like Lincoln Driscoll. Second year there. Um. But the, the, the big headline with Aberdeen is they haven't been to state since 2004. I mean, you were you were like in junior high, I think, in 2004, weren't you?
0: Yeah, uh, freshman. So, freshman. Uh, yep. So
8: 18 years, and the Tigers are back. So that that's cool no matter what. Um, you know, and they actually have a player on the team, Ellie Watson, who uh, made the statewide all-star teams. The rosters got announced yesterday, so she's on there. Congratulations to her. 18 points a game so they've got scores Um, a lot of leadership and their seniors but ryrie the same thing they've got size you know you look at maggie ball six six feet and when you get into uh especially the two-way and i I can say that i'm not making you know i'm not bagging on on the two ways you know they're they're the smaller a smaller classification i'm from a two-way school you get size especially when you get to the state tournament you have to have size because all the other teams that make state also have size. So the teams that one have the size and two know how to use it. They, uh, they tend to do really well. And so rivalry coming in uh, with that firepower, eight points a game, eight rebounds a game. But the big thing with ball is about three and a half blocks per game. So she knows how to play down in the paint on defense, turns back around and she can play great offense. And there's a lot of good leadership there. They're well-balanced six, uh, six seniors, six juniors, so there's a lot of experience coming off the bench as well as starting. So uh, that Ryrie team, uh, you know, they're coming in 19 and three. Aberdeen 20 and five. It could be the best game of the day on Thursday.
0: For sure. Here's Douglas Larson. Maggie's a nightmare. Ten blocks in one game at districts. That's just Night- insane, isn't it? It is.
8: <laughs> it is. It's awesome. I, and I love seeing. It. I love defense. I'm I'm a defense guy. Yeah. And and so when I'm watching games, you know, it's always fun to watch the high scores. But I'm always looking away, you know, off ball, and looking at the defense and see how the, you know, the players are playing away from the basketball. And and I, so I'm really excited for this tournament. There's a lot of great defenses uh, coming into this two-way tournament this week.
0: For sure. Here's another shout out from Caitlin Wilson. Go Kaylee Wilson. That's a Melbourne Mustang. Let's yep. let's show you our 2 a players to watch. And again, okay. we picked one from each team and this is just a jumping off point. We could put 20, 25 players oh, yeah. on the screen easily, yeah. but here is our, 2A players to watch. And right away, it starts with some star power. Ellie Watson from Aberdeen. We just talked about her. Ellie Fraz from Cole Valley. Macy Larson of Declo. Camden Barger, the great point guard for Grangeville. Uh, Hallie Arnold from Melba. And it was really tough to pick one player from Melba. Let me tell yeah. you. Gracie Litton of North Fremont. Maggie Ball from Ryrie. We just talked about. And genetic Garbett, such a smooth ball handler for Soda Springs. Um, so those are just a couple of players to watch. And again, if, if, your favorite player didn't make our, our list, uh, give them a shout out in the comments and we'll, we'll gladly put it up on the screen. We did have another comment come in, Paul. Uh, okay. nice Melba and Cole may meet on the winners or the losers side. Let's pull True. up that bracket again, because that's a big story that Cole Valley and Melba are on the same side of the bracket. We haven't really talked about the chargers yet. Uh, Matt nope. Beglinger does a great job with that program. Yeah. Um, they have i think the worst draw in the first round they were the pretty much the number 1 team in 2A basketball all year and what's their reward a soda springs team that got underseeded because of a very difficult out of conference schedule and this is going to be a gauntlet for a Cole valley right out of the out of the gates this is a soda springs team that makes a living at state
8: right i mean you know at first glance if you don't you know if you're just new coming in you look at soda springs and go what are you talking about brandon they're 14 and 12 well they're 8-0 in conference And it's Soda Springs for crying out loud, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on since 2003, when you were an eighth grader, (laughs) I got that right. Yes. Since then they've been district champions six times, runner up four times. Okay. Uh, including this year. Then from there, they were three peak champions, 2018 to 2020, second place, five times, third place, four times consolation last year. This is a Soda Springs team that is not only at state, but they bring home trophies, and so it, it doesn't matter what the uh, what the numbers are next to to their team name. They're dangerous, and, and coming in, you know, averaging 43, giving up 39. That's probably a little more even than uh, head coach Wade uh, Schwanenfeld would like to see. But with two seniors, four juniors, three sophomores, two freshmen, it's a it's a pretty young team coming in. Uh, but Genetti Garbett, 10 points, and I just want to say, Genetti, my wife's middle name is Genetti, spelled different. But it's a combination of two names, and I've never heard it anywhere else. And I saw this, and I'm like, hey, a Gennetti. That's kind of cool. I like it. But, but you're looking at, at a team that knows how to play in big games. I mean, they've got experience in, in district tournament games and state tournament games and, and, and whatnot. And even though you know, you know district didn't turn out quite how they planned, they're coming in and they're playing, like you said, a, a very tough Coal Valley team. So stack top to bottom you know, Thursday is going to be a, a great day to watch basketball uh, in the two way ranks.
0: Yeah. Most scary about Soda Springs. They start five underclassmen, Paul. So they could yeah. be, they could be yeah. back in the mix again next year. Uh, real quick on this two A bracket. I, I like Grangeville and Ryrie in one semi. I've got uh coal Valley and Melba. I'll go chalk in the other, but I think that man, that Soda Springs, if Soda Springs won that game, it wouldn't shock me. And okay. I've got, I've got Grangeville and Cole Valley in the title.
8: Grangeville and Coal Valley in the title.
0: Yep. Yeah. I know the fans are going to hate me for that.
8: <laughs> yep. I am not going to give my predictions because I'm going to be sitting in the stands at CUNA and, and I've done it before where I gave predictions and then the whole game, I'm just getting hit by, you know, dirty glares and, you know, people sending their children up to smack me and it, it, it gets, it gets rough. It's
0: terrible. For sure. Lauren Jensen is going to be broadcasting uh, kind of floating, from tournament to tournament for Idaho Sports.com, Soda Springs is my dark horse. Yeah, they they definitely are a lot better than the six seed. That's for sure. So, yep. all right, uh, Paul, you will be on the coverage uh, coverage for the two A state tournament uh, yep. live on IdahoSports.com. Uh, free to listen. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, rest up because I know you've got you've got to carry a big load here.
8: That's all right. It's a, you know it comes comes with the territory. Been doing it for a while, and you know thankfully caffeine was discovered uh many many years ago and that really that that really fuels idahosports.com it always
0: has definitely fueled by caffeine uh all right that's the 2A preview we're going to take a break come back with the 1A D1 breakdown with Logan Green he is standing by waiting to break down the bracket so uh hang around we'll be right back on idahosports.com
5: if you like me you love the outdoors there's adventures to have and new paths to explore that's why you need to be focused and engaged when you're on the road. You have more footprints to leave and more trails to take. When it comes to distracted driving, well, that's just not going to happen on my Squatch. Don't let it happen on yours either. Wait a minute, what do you mean by Outdoors.
0: Well, Brandon Bainey indoors along with Logan Green here on the 2022 IdahoSports.com Girls State Basketball Preview Special coming to you live on the IdahoSports.com Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our twitter account so as we're talking about the 1a d1 girls state basketball tournament you want to give your favorite team your favorite player a shout out you want to call us out for something dumb we said or you want to ask us a question bring it on leave a comment we'll throw it up on the screen uh logan what's going on how you doing
4: oh not much and i'm sure i'll say something dumb or something wrong and you know what that's that's fine that uh i will make a mistake and I, you know, it's funny. I always do these, you know, bracket challenges when it comes around to March Madness time and my wife doesn't watch a lick of sports and she beats me every year. So, you know, what do we know right at the end of the day? Uh, it's why it's played on the court.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat there. So, Logan, you and I are going to be broadcasting this tournament on idahosports.com. Let's get a look at this bracket here. Uh, Lapway comes in as the number one seed. They will play number eight Liberty Charter. The four and five is, uh, well, a pair of conference rivals, Raft River and Oakley. Boy, those two teams uh, sure know each other well. Uh, Big rivals there. Prairie, the three seed, will play Notice, the six. And it's Butte County undefeated and the number two seed overall, taking on the seventh seed, Wallace. You know, from from a 10,000-foot view here, Logan, I think it's Lapway and Prairie, the traditional powers up north. Lapway has 10 titles in school history. Prairie has nine. I believe those are the two most in Idaho history for girls basketball. Um and then you've got Butte County, undefeated and a big target that says hit the piñata right here. But what do you think of this field?
4: Man, I really it's tough. I mean, Lapway is Lapway, right? They they are going to be in the mix and I I don't I, I see them going to the state championship again. I mean, no no disrespect to Liberty Charter Raft River and Oakley. Um it's kind of an interesting story um that Raft River and Oakley got there and we'll, we'll hit on that in a little bit, but Man, Lapway just so good, so fast. Uh, they they don't have rebuild; they just reload, right? Every year, it doesn't matter who they lose, uh, who the seniors are on this team. They just continue to grow. They get better. The underclassmen come up, and they they just take over, and they end up doing just as well as their you know the, the players that were in there before. And I, I think it's going to be the same this year for them. I think that they they are going to roll their way into that title game. And like you said, I, I think you're gonna you know what the the five o'clock game between Butte County and uh no, or excuse me prairie and notice on Thursday, I'll I'll put money on it. Pirates win that game. No doubt the pirates take it. Um Okay. The, it's you're not picking on my joke, Brandon. It's pirates and pirates. <laughs> so of course the pirates are gonna win. I was Come trying on, to humor Brandon.
0: you a little bit. You're there. supposed
4: to pick up on that, man. Now okay. I look bad. Now well, I look bad in front of all. All you know. Anyways,
0: th- this it, is the fifth. This is the fifth one of these I've done, Logan. I'm a, yeah. Just
4: well. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So so pirates will win that game. Don't know which one, but right. um, I really think that uh, you know that we're gonna see prairie meet up in the second round with Butte County. But I would tell you, Wallace. They are a sneaky team that I think is going to give Butte County fits. Uh, Wallace had a couple losses this year come. They lost one game to Lakeside in conference, but I tell you, they hung with Kellogg, who you guys were talking earlier about thinking Kellogg was going to even make a run to the state title. And I, and I kind of agree with you on that, that you're going to see Kellogg make a run at the 3A level. And that's a team that Wallace team hung with Kellogg in those two games they played against each other. So they can play up and they can play tough when they play up. And so I, I think you might see them, in this tournament, really just be a little bit pesky. I, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know if they'll beat Butte County, but I think they'll be very problematic for them. And it'll be a, a tougher two. It might be the toughest two seven game that we see across the whole state on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. I actually just talked to Wallace's coach, uh, Nicole Farkas, er- earlier this morning, and she said, uh, you know, I asked the girls in practice yesterday, I said, what's, what's our number one goal? What's your number one goal to go down there? And they said to have fun, you know, because it's the first time Wallace has been to state in, in several years. Um, right. and then she said, what's, what's the second goal? And they said to, to compete as hard as we can. And, and they said, whether we win or lose, if we do th- those two things, we're, we're going to walk away feeling pretty good about it. I agree. Wallace is a team that's uh, very underrated. They, they played that, that lost to lakeside Logan they were down by like 17 or 18 points at one point and they came back in the second half and and ended up losing by one but that comeback really has fueled this team even though they lost that conference game that comeback instilled that belief in them that they can compete yeah. with anybody so that that was really uh, enjoyable to talk to her uh it, it's funny talking to all these coaches uh Butte County's coach Carla Hansen and and coach Mater up at Prairie I said, describe your style. And they said, well, we're kind of up-tempo. And uh, we're up-tempo mostly because that's how Lapway plays. And they've kind of forced us to adapt that because to beat the best, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. got to beat them, the right. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny to see all these teams shifting their style to try and match the run-and-gun offense of Lapway.
4: Yeah, I mean, Lapway, uh, you look back two years ago, we had a Prairie-Lapway State Championship game. I actually was there uh, doing that game. Uh, two years ago for a state championship. And, and you know, it, it's a very well could be those two meeting again in the state championship. And, you know, when a team plays another team consistently year in and year out, even if they've won, you can throw out the regular season. All right. So if it, if we do see a prairie Lapway state championship, let's throw it all out the door. They were close regular season matchups. The only team that Prairie has lost to this season is Lapway and Grangeville. Two one seeds in this tournament. That's it. Yeah. So you're looking, and they're a three seed, right? (laughs) Yes. They they got they're in the three spot. I think that the semifinals are going to be fantastic um, in this bracket. And you look up a little bit if we look at that Raft River um, Oakley Mm -hmm. Mac matchup. That's one where the number one seed from the conference is not here, right? The number one seed in the conference going into districts with Murtaugh. They were both able to claw their way out of there. Um, Raft River defeating them in the championship game coming in a- after they beat they beat Glens Ferry in the first round, then they beat Oakley in the second, and that's that you know a big win for Raft River to get back to state. And then Oakley, if you look at Oakley, they lost, uh, excuse me, they lost that first round game in the semifinals to Raft River. They had to go play three lose and go home games. If they lost any of them, they're done. Season over for Oakley. And they were able to fight back and win all three of those games. They beat Shoshone. They beat Lighthouse Christian. And then they knocked off the top-seeded Murtaugh Red Devils. So, big win for them coming into this game. And you look at the Oakley roster, and you just see names that breed success. Right? You see Jones. You see – Beck. Yeah, Beck. That's the one I was looking for. Beck, you see – Bed keys. You see the names that uh, Oakley's won back-to-back state championships in football, who they've ironically knocked off Raff River in both of those. So these two not only conference foes, but postseason foes across yeah. multiple sports. So really, that's going to be a good, fun first-round matchup where you get two, I mean, I would say bitter rivals, right, in the first round. I, I think if you ask either one of those teams, what's the one team you want to beat this year, they're going to say the other, right? They want to beat each other and, and to have it in the first round, that, that's a great treat for us.
0: Yes, for sure. Hey, a couple of comments have come across here, Logan, Nicole Farkas, the head coach of the Wallace lady Miners. Woohoo! Let's go lady Miners. We are excited. We're, we're excited for the people of Wallace in the community to, to have a chance here at state. That's a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a great community. It's a beautiful town up there. Wallace, um, right there in the silver Valley I think that stretch right there from you know Kellogg through Wallace and and Mullen is might be the nicest drive that you can ever go on there on I ninety, but uh, beautiful country and, and happy for them to come down. Should be, I, I like I said, I really think that they're going to cause some problems for Butte County in that first round game.
0: Definitely, Diana Jones in here as well. Where are the Timberlake Tigers this year? Well, they're uh, the three A power traditionally, but they did not make it to state. Uh, they lost uh, that play in game to Weezer last saturday so the first time in a long time that timberlake will not be uh participating at state that was another team that wallace played this year and and so that's a quality opponent right. that that got them ready uh for the postseason it, let's take a look at our uh players to watch here at the 1a d1 state tournament and uh diane asking did they have any good players yeah they did they had a lot of good players it was actually a surprise that timberlake did not make it to state um but Credit to Weezer uh, held them, I think, 23 points in that loss. So uh, let's – okay, let's take a look at our 1A D1 players to watch. And again, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, just a starting point. If you don't see your favorite player on here, give them a shout-out in the comments. Kaya McAfee from Butte County, she does it all. She is uh, the leading score. She's either one or two in scoring, rebounding, and assists for the undefeated Butte County Pirates. Grace Sabota of Lapway. Of course, uh, they had Glory Sabota in, <laughs> in a more recent times. Um, Grace is the next in line. Ainsley Johnson of Liberty Charter, great player. Sierra Pugh from Notice. Fallon Bedke, she's, I think, the X Factor because she's got size where a lot of teams don't have size. And she's a great volleyball player for Oakley as well. Kristen Wemhoff uh, leads the guard attack for Prairie. Uh, Caroline Schumann is the uh, the center for Rapt River. And Jaden House from Wallace. Not a lot of people. People have heard of Jaden House, but she's going to become. This is going to be a bad pun. She'll become a household name, I think, by the end of state <laughs> because Jaden House is a very talented player. I'm excited to see her in person
4: for Wallace. So, um, yeah, a lot of great names, like you mentioned, I think Grace Sabota. Like you said, the you had Glory Sabota before, and this is just an example of Lapway just just reloading, right? Um, Okay, Glory's gone. All right, let's just move Grace up, and, and she'll plug in here. I mean, you can throw in any of these. Players for Lapway as well, and they're they're so balanced. You look at the Lapway scoring, and they are balanced. Anybody can lead it on any night. Um, I look on the other side. If you look at Prairie with Wim Hof, uh, she has experience in the state championship game. Prairie has been to the state championship two years in a row. Last year, they lost to Grace. The year before to Lapway, you know that that Prairie team is looking to finally get that monkey off the back and win the state championship. You look at their roster. Tara Schlater has been there. Delaney Lockett, Kristen Wimhoff. They're a loaded team in Prairie um, that, that has the experience. Um, But like you said, we'll be fun to see Jaden house. be fun to see Pew from notice Um, Ainsley Johnson filling in. Um, But we saw a big gap for Liberty charter this year when they lost Madison Hodnet and wondered how will Liberty charter react to that? How will they make up the loss of such a, I mean, she was a, triple double machine i don't know if she ever actually had a triple double she was on the verge she averaged a double double and 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 for liberty charter to get back um in there you know that they had to replace a lot in her and so ainsley johnson a big part of that so a lot of great players here on this list and then like you said a lot of great players that aren't on this list that uh, um we can only pick one right um so should be a great fun tournament and should be very fun to see
0: yeah for sure um we are uh uh getting uh questions about timberlake still uh dang the tigers were fun to watch yeah they had real quick uh diana was also asking you know, who some of their standout players were sierra sumis was a great junior guard for timberlake this year they also had mckenna cronenberg the 5'7 senior who was outstanding as well so that's a uh, timberlake unfortunately not at state uh the 1a d1 state tournament uh, I think is going to come down to Lapway and and Prairie and Butte County. I think meet up in that other semifinal. Um, those are the, the the top three to me. Um, and, But and if be- those two meet,
4: I'll, I'll take the Pirates again.
0: Yes. A, yeah. This <laughs> boy maybe Wallace wins out of this bracket <laughs> just because they're not the Pirates that can only right. Yeah,
4: winners. I know they're they're the odd man out. Right, miners and then three yeah. Pirates all right there in a in a bunch.
0: For sure. You mentioned Tara Schlater for Prairie. She averages a double-double. I think it's like 14 and 11, 14 points, 11 rebounds per game. Uh, real quick, let's talk about Notice, uh, because Notice won their district, but because it was a weaker district, they only get the sixth seed in terms of uh, max preps ranking at state. They've got a lot of good guards, Victoria Ortega, and we talked about Sierra Pew. And noticed, kind of like in football, the same thing happened to their football team this year, right, Logan, where they they yeah. won their conference, but we weren't sure how good the conference overall was. And so I think that they're carrying the torch not just for, for their school, but but for their conference as well to try and get some more respect compared to like the White Pine League, for
4: example. Right. And, and I mean, that's been a story uh, the last couple of years. You've seen um, some some tough first round matchups for teams from District 3, excuse me, coming in you've also seen some good wins. Um, but last year, you know, Rimrock took third, I believe at the tournament Rimrock, a team that was what a second away from being here instead of Liberty charter. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said of teams. You look at like, like Lapway, right. District two, it's pretty heavy Lapway prairie. And then there's kind of a, you know, a a drop, maybe they're not playing. Um, you know, I think the middle of district three might be better than the middle up north right or, or i don't know if that's true but just it's just something to, to think about that maybe you know playing teams that are really beating up on each other every night in and out and you know going uh, 500 records really even competition that maybe that lends itself to be more beneficial when you get into a state tournament environment where you're playing good teams too and it's going to be a battle so who knows let's we'll see what happens i i agree with you i think it's going to be lapway prairie um and i don't know we'll see i i think you got to think prairie is sick of losing that state championship game right you just got to think that they don't want to become the early 90s buffalo bills and go year in and year out and not make it and you know coach maders has been around the block enough and i don't know maybe it's time for um, prairie to break through recently right they they definitely like you said won plenty of state championships not a stranger to that, but recently, um, it, it's been Lapway. Um, last year was Grace, and this in the year before Lapway, so we'll see what happens. I think you might see a conference matchup in the state championship.
0: Yeah, Lapway coach Ada Marks, uh, started cut her teeth on, on the uh, club circuit, coached all of these players, uh, kind of at AAU, and then, um, at the JV levels and and now the varsity coach in her third season has done a tremendous job. Butte County, you mentioned grace won the title last year, butte County defeated grace at districts. It was the first time this group of seniors, they start five seniors and their sixth man, Savannah bird uh, transferred from Alaska. She came in from Alaska um, during the last season in Alaska. She had to take a boat to every game. (laughs) That's how far away the competition was. So this, this group of six seniors or really five seniors that start for Butte County had never beaten grace at districts, um, but they they do in their senior year. The last time Butte County beat Grace to get to state because only one team gets to go from that district, it was 2018. Butte County won the whole thing that year. So just saying. That, yeah, I mean,
4: it's just – I think that – I think you're probably going to – I don't know. I, I just – I think Butte County is going to have a tough game Thursday night. I really do. Yeah. And I, I think Prairie is going to come in and – that's just what I think. I don't know what's gonna happen, and I would love to be wrong. Um, Butte County, like I said, they're undefeated. No one's beat them this year, so who am I to say that they're gonna lose? Um, I think that game, that that game could be a state championship game. Like it would be a if those two were playing on Saturday at the Idaho Center, it would be a great championship game. I'll just leave it at that. I, I think both phenomenal teams. Uh, it's a shame somebody's gonna to have to lose in the semifinals, but that that's just the way it is. Yep.
0: All right. Logan green. I'll see you. I'll see you Thursday morning. You and I are going to be on the call for all the one AD one state tournament action live and free of charge on Idahosports.com. Thanks for, thanks for doing this, Logan.
4: Yeah. If I, if I'm missing, if anybody just hears you, it's my wife is actually due yes. on Monday. So if I, um, in the middle of a broadcast, just leave, uh, it's not because I don't like your team. Um, it's, it's because I have to go, um, <laughs> meet my wife at the hospital, which, which, uh, which will be fun, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay. Uh, Logan, thanks for stopping by. We're going to take a break and then finish it up with the 1A D2 preview with Gary Jones. So stay tuned for that. You're watching the 2022 Idaho high school girls state basketball tournament preview special. We'll be back right after this break on Idahosports.com.
3: Every day, people are choosing to buy Idaho. It's an easy choice. There are quality Idaho-grown companies for almost any product or service you need. Buying Idaho means keeping our money in Idaho, and that boosts our local economy. If everyone living here just spent $100 with Idaho businesses, we would generate over $9 million in tax revenue to help improve our state. Look for the logo and help support our Idaho businesses. Because Buy Idaho Builds Idaho.
0: All right, welcome back to our State Girls Basketball Tournament preview special. Brandon Bainey joined by Gary Jones. We have saved the best for last. It's the 1-A-D-2 Girls State Basketball Tournament. I know this, Gary, because I called the 1-A-D-2 State Basketball Tournament last year for the girls, and I had an absolute blast. This is going to be a lot of fun,
4: Gary.
9: Yeah, well, those little schools, the littlest ones in any state, they live and breathe and die by their sports and high school teams. And sometimes we've seen an A1 D2 team have more people in their pep club at state than a four and a five, a, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, they love their teams. And so I love the little schools. I I appreciate doing this uh, bracket here
0: for sure they've got some of the most diehard fans and so if you're a fan and you're watching this on the idahosports.com YouTube channel Facebook page or our Twitter account Give, leave a comment for us. Give Ask us a question. Call us dumb for something we said. Give your favorite team or player a shout out, and we'll put your comment up on the screen. But let, let's start with the bracket, Gary. I'm going to put the bracket up on the screen here. You've got Rockland, the number one seed overall. They won state two years ago, got tripped up in the uh, semifinals last year. They're taking on Kerry as the eighth seed. We're used to seeing Kerry at state. We're not Used to seeing them as the eight seed necessarily. It's the first year where it's seeded according to Max Preps rankings. The four five is Kendrick and Deary, district rivals from the White Pine League. Uh, then you've got number three, Richfield against number six, Ledor. And uh, the two seed council, they went undefeated against uh, number seven, Tri Valley, the defending 1A D2 champs, another conference matchup in the opening round. What, what stands out to you right away, Gary?
9: Well, what stands out to me is that rockland and council most people would argue are the number one and two seed they're ranked that way in the media they're ranked that way on max prep they're ranked that way in idaho sports power rankings and by the record rockland's um 21 and 1 and 14 and 0 and the lumberjacks haven't lost yet they're 16 and 0 and 8 and 0. now i've been doing this a long time and in the past, because the IHSAA would just make an arbitrary bracket you know, and rotate it, we saw teams like this meet in the first round. And that's a shame. They should always be on opposite sides of the bracket. Now, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to both win or anything. But at least the bracket is set up. Now, I've criticized IHSAA before for not seeding basketball. And I want to take my hat off to them now and thank them. Now, maybe there are some bugs in the system for Max prep because of Whatever. There's a lot of It's a long issue. I won't go into it right now. But at least they're seeing it somehow. And so the other thing that stands out about this bracket to me is that two teams are in trouble. Council is playing Tri-Valley. They're in the same league. They've already beaten uh, Tri-Valley twice by a uh, considerable margin. And I thought I had it written here somewhere. But and the same thing's true with Deary. Deary is playing... Kendrick, and I think Kendrick's beaten them three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 40-35, 45-29, and 48 You know, those games are fairly close, and it's hard to beat a good team three times, let alone four. But on paper, you would see them advancing right away. And then Rockland playing Kerry. The only dangerous thing about that is Kerry is always good in every sport. I've been in Idol since 81 and coaching at New Plymouth for 30 years, or I taught there for 32 years, coached half of them. Every time I look up and read the paper, I don't care if it's volleyball, basketball, wrestling. I don't know what Kerry puts in their water. But does anybody go to state more times than them?
0: For sure. You've got uh, a lot of good, really solid coaches. Uh, Vern Nelson at Rockland. Merrilee Sears at Kerry. Ron Ireland at Kendrick. Buck Hendren at Richfield. Paula Tucker at council. She was the longtime coach and athletic director at Salmon River. She moved over to council this year, took the volleyball team to state, took the basketball team to state. No matter where she goes, she just seems to win.
9: Now, I can speak on Paula because I I know her from years of covering Idaho sports. She was at Garden Valley, too, and she won a state championship with the Garden Valley girls. But for all you people that have ever coached in your life, let me tell you a story about Paula Tucker. One year at Garden Valley, she coached the men's and the women's basketball team. Now, if you've ever done a sport in high school and go to all those practices and you go to district and you go, if there's so much pressure and tension on you and there's so much time involved with kids, it's a great job. I loved it, but uh, to, I can't imagine doing two basketball teams in one season. And the number of practices that lady went to, the number of games she went to, it's I don't know if anybody's ever done that in the history of basketball in Idaho, but that that lady did it. And my hat's off there. She also coached with Bobby Hazeltine at Walla Walla Community College for a couple of years as well.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Gary, you were talking about earlier tipping your hat to the IHSEA. You're getting some nice comments about your hat. Glenn Jones says nice hat. <laughs> Scott Burton says go Rams, Gary.
9: <laughs> well, Scott. And Glenn and I are as happy as puppies in a room full of rubber balls because I'm gonna be 70 soon. And the Rams had never won a Super Bowl in LA in my life. And so that was a very important win yesterday. And I got to share it with my brother Glenn, who I love very much. So it's plus I won some money in a football pool. So it was the perfect day. <laughs> and now we got yeah. the perfect time coming up at HideoSports.com. I missed the last two years because of COVID. I haven't been with you guys since 19. I miss y'all and I can't tell you how happy I am to be back in the saddle with you guys.
0: Yeah, we're we're so excited to have you back in the fold, Gary. It, I totally get, you know, you you got to put your health first, especially when the pandemic was at its full crescendo, so it's glad to have you back. Let's let's take a look at our players to watch here at the 18D2 level. We picked one player from each team and again, this is just a jumping off point. So, if you've got a player or a team uh, that you want to give a shout-out to, leave it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen. But here's our 1A D2 players to watch. Bernice Vargas, she's been a varsity contributor for a couple of years now for Carrie and now kind of one of the leaders of the team. Sydney Nichols, such a great athlete at council. Ariya Wood from Deary, great shooter. Erin Morgan, she's a... a tremendous center that plays inside for Kendrick Sadie bird of Ledor, returning all conference player from a year ago, Casey Hendren, the uh, great lead guard for Richfield, Kiersley Boyer from Rockland. She's going to be a lot of fun, Gary. I-, I compare her game a lot to Kevin Durant in terms of she's kind of uh long and lean and can, can shoot it from the outside, but c- she can also beat you on the dribble. A- and then Marin Hansen for tri Valley. She was uh, one of the key players off the bench last year, uh, for the state champions and and now is into a starting role. So this this is a good list of players here. And again, like I said, we we could have went two or three deep on each of these teams.
9: And the Boyer girl from Rockland, she's led her team to a 21 and one uh record this year. So out of 22 games, only lost one game. And that was to Raff River. She's averaging 14 points a game and 12 rebounds. She's got averaging a double double. She's got some teammates like Emma Farr that are Eleven point eight points per game, ten point seven rebounds, um, and then the other big team in the state council with the best undefeated record. City Nichols averaging eleven point three points per game, and they have three players almost at double figures. Hope Zolman is ten point two, and Iverson nine and a half. So, you know, the one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you: if, if, on paper, it looks like it's gonna be the, either the Rockland or the Lumberjacks. but here's what I would tell if I was a coach for any of the other schools, here's what i tell them. The number one seed doesn't always win. I just happened to serve something real quick today before we come on the air. And this has astounded me. This is all stats since nine, since 2002, these are teams in all the professional leagues that were the number one seed in the regular season. And in baseball, that's after 160 games or more. And how many of them got to the world series of the super bowl, or the NBA finals or the, or the hockey finals in NFL, The number one seed got to the Super Bowl 53% of the time. In the NBA, they got there 32% of the time. I can't understand this. Hockey, you would think it'd be a little higher. The number one seed got to the Stanley Cup 19% of the time. And Major League Baseball got to the World Series 29% of the time. There's only one of those above 50% and it's football. So it doesn't matter if Rockland's 21-1 and and you're 10-7. and if you play better than them in that game and win, it's the records are out the window, I mean, P, you, the, here's, who's going to win state. The team that plays the best three consecutive games. And it might be the team with the best record, might be the team with the second best record. It could be Deary. And I think the story of Deary, the reason I put them on that, they are starting, or I, I don't know who they're starting, but I got their roster out of nine players. They have three eighth graders on their roster. And they don't have any seniors, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Talk about a team that's building for the future, but I don't know that I've ever seen an eighth grader. I know it's legal. At the state level, there are three of them out of nine players. A third of the team is eighth graders. And yet, they're 15-5 and overall, and they came in second league behind Kendrick, 8-2. and They have a very good record. And they're doing it with a lot of... Young people, but if you think experience is going to win, then Rockland's been to state eight out of 10 times. They won it two years ago and the defending champs, of course, are the Titans, but they have to get through council and that's going to be a rough, rough go for them.
0: Yeah. Tri-Valley lost, uh, almost everybody, uh, in terms of starters and contributors from last year, I'll tell you the team that I, I like Gary to, to win. This is my winner pick. Uh, I've got uh, on the bottom half of the bracket, I've got council and Richfield and I've got council uh, advancing to state. The danger with Richfield is, is they, they can slow a game down and make it physical and, and play in the twenties. And they like that. That is their style. And and when you play that style, that can lead to some upsets. So I think council could have their hands full with Richfield just because they're physical and they don't mind playing in the twenties and they're oh. totally okay with that. But on the top half of the bracket, I've got Rockland and Kendrick and I've got Kendrick not only advancing to the championship but winning the championship. I saw Whoa. this team I I saw this team at state last year and they got all the way to the championship against Tri-Valley and were a bad quarter away from winning state last year with no seniors on their team. They didn't have a single senior, so all of those players are back this year. They've got Aaron Morgan inside. Hannah Tweet is a great perimeter shooter. They've got so many great guards and they like to press as well and, and get out in transition. And so just going off of what I saw last year from Kendrick and then knowing all of those players are back. Um, I, I like their chances a lot. Now, Rockland of course is going to be very tough. Um, but I, I just, I've had Kendrick as number one in my personal poll all year. And that's where I'm leaning. Um, and again, I, like I said, on that bottom half of the bracket, Richfield, I think, could cause some problems just because of the style that they play. But Lethour is a team that's also gotten hot. They're a team that was kind of considered um a- an all an afterthought in their conference this year. They were in the middle of the standings in the middle of the year, and all of a sudden got hot at the right time. So that bottom half of the bracket is intriguing to me.
9: And the one pick for Kendrick, you're picking them. This is their fourth year in a row to stay. Yeah. So they have a lot of experience because in the long run. The other thing I look at is how many juniors and seniors do you have? Because in my estimation, seniors beat juniors and juniors beat sophomores and sophomores beat freshmen, generally speaking. And so if you can load up a team with, like, if you say you had five seniors starting, man, you're golden if you're good. One thing about Rockland, as I wrote down the seniors and juniors, they actually have the total most. They have two seniors and six juniors. So they've got eight kids with a lot of basketball experience. But once again, You got to pay. It looks good on paper, you know, but they don't play basketball games on paper. They play it on wood. And so I'm really looking forward to the passion of the A1D2 fans, though. So that's why I'm like Paul Kingsbury. I am not going to pick anybody. As an announcer, I just don't like picking because I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm rooting for good games and I'm going to get excited no matter who scores. I would say, you know, on paper, Rockland Council should be in the. Should, they should be there at 9.30 when we do the state championship game. Yeah, but I somehow should be in a beach in Hawaii with a, you know, an a, a, a umbrella in my drink. But So it just got to go out there and see what's going to happen. We're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, for sure, Gary. Those pre-tournament predictions uh, very rarely come to fruition. The buzz around the 1A D2 last year was, oh, yeah, it's going to be Carey and Rockland. And guess what? It was Tri-Valley and Kendrick. So, you, yeah, you never know how it's going to shake out, right?
9: But I do like the fact we are finally seeding the tournament. And what I would like to do is have a human being overlook the computer after it's done. And, uh, so they get the final say, so you can just, you can correct a mistake that the computer can't foresee in its algorithm, but I, I'm an, I'll take whatever method meth they're going to do because you're never going to end up with the two best teams playing each other in the first round. Probably. I mean, the chances of that are very slight.
0: Yes, it's it's a lot better than what we used to have. That's for sure. There's still yes. some keys to work out, but we, we've come a long way in the state of Idaho, that's for sure. So hey, big thanks to everybody who hung with us tonight. Whether you're a five A fan or you popped in for the three A conversation, or maybe maybe you're a real die hearted. You you just sat through an hour and 36 minutes of basketball talk. Uh thanks for being with us tonight on the Idahosports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page. And our Twitter account, we're going to put this in all of our podcast feeds for the week as well. So if you weren't able to to be here live tonight, you'll see that appearing in whatever podcast you listen to. Magic Valley, Treasure Valley, SIC, North Idaho, East Idaho, whatever prep cast you listen to each week. We're going to we're going to put this preview special into your feed so you'll be able to listen to it that way. And don't forget, every single game at the 2022 Girls State Basketball Tournaments, totally live, totally free. Totally on Idahosports.com. And right, if
9: I can say one more thing, yeah, go, Super go Saturday, six games, and they don't make you leave like they do in the other things, an um, afternoon and an evening session. You can get there at 9 30 for the first game. One ticket price will get you watching six state championship games right in a row. It's a wonderful day. So you get your if you can get to the Fort Idaho Center, do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you can't make it, hey. Next best thing is hanging with us on idahosports.com. So, all right. Thanks everybody for tuning into this state tournament preview special. Good luck to all of the girls and all of the coaches and all of the competitors. It's going to be a lot of fun Uh, for Gary Jones and everybody that we had tonight, Wayne DeZubac, Scott Burton, Glenn Jones, Paul Kingsbury, Logan Green, and of course, Gary Jones. I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at state. That's idahosports.com.